0: Good morning everyone. This is Jim Jacetta. I am CTO and co-founder of Vidovation. Today we have a very special guest, David Bouchois from CyanView. CyanView hey, is one of the leaders. Good morning, good morning David. CyanView <laughs> is is a uh, uh, I want to jump right into what you do, David. <laughs> but but thank you for being here. So CyanView solves a a big problem we have in production. Uh, and that is camera control. Uh, on a typical production, we may have studio cameras, field cameras, PTZ cameras, GoPros, um, uh, uh, high frame rate cameras. So you have dozens of different vendors of cameras. How do we control everything? How does a video engineer control all of this? So, 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 David, tell us how you you solve some of these challenges. Tell us why. Uh, we need to know about Sci and View.
1: Thank you, Jim, for uh, the invitation, and uh, very happy to, to be there with uh, with you on this webinar. Uh, and definitely, I mean, we uh, we tackled uh, camera control, um, basically working on um, high end productions and uh, meeting the the I mean uh, the request of uh, having uh, shading and control all specialty cams. That's where uh, camera. That's where we started and that's actually uh developed and now we're covering a lot of brands a lot of models and this is what i'm going to um to showcase here you, you see the slides right yes, yes we do okay so this um shows i um, well we had for the beginning i would say areas of um, segments that that we have control with those are specialty cameras um, integration with the ob trucks uh, ENG cameras and, and digital cinema. It's it tended to, uh, to develop, I mean, and evolve into uh, six more uh, segments. And, and mini cameras is definitely one. Um, you don't necessarily, I mean, most of the time, you don't have an RCP with mini cams. And it's difficult to get that in the, in the workflow that you're using in live broadcast. And this is where we started. Uh, we added PTZ and now robotics. That means tilt heads that we integrate more and more. When you are in a a broadcast truck uh, and you have core correctors, we integrate with them as well uh, in a way that we had the RCP there and some of those specialty cameras you cannot get control on and you're using a core corrector to still be able to paint them. Uh, And that's actually where we said we we can put that on the RCP as well. Um, And then we have ENG, uh, that was not really the the goal to uh, to control the, the main Sony camera used on high-end events, but there are many uh, situations where you cannot control them. And so that's where people wanted us to, uh, to, to still get control on that. And the same for digital cinema cameras. We're talking about the fs 5 fs 7 I mean, from Sony, the Panasonic EVA1 on the Canon uh, C200, C700 range. Um, so these definitely, uh, it's nice add-on to have an RCP to have control. Now when you take all this, uh, you will now have the, um, uh, the project where that we are going to talk today uh, about remote production. It's to control all of them, but over the internet. So that that's um, uh, the summary of uh, all the things that we are doing. Now what are our products? So, our products are a bunch of, I mean, the, the different, uh uh, remote and small box that uh, that are used to interface uh, cameras to do uh, color correction or to uh, to interface with. Uh uh gpi or the different parts and so with these uh, modules those are kind of building blocks that you can use to um to build your workflow and to say okay this is what i need to control this is what i need to interface so those are the physical parts but there is a lot of software development that we need to integrate with various piece of, uh, of other equipment this would be um uh, simple diagram so that's you have the rcp that's the main piece which uh, gives you uh, all the camera control i know if you take one of those mini cameras uh they're going to be serial but our system is all ip-based so the cio is uh, is a camera interface that's going to uh, to take the ip control and uh interface that with uh, any of those serial cameras if you have an IP camera, like a PTZ or a Panasonic ENG, uh, in that case, you don't need an interface. It's just on the network and you can control it directly. So that's, I would say, the, um, the most simple workflow that you can get. Just put your RCP, a switch, and you can paint IP cameras. If you add the camera interface, then you can also uh, paint the, the server cameras.
0: I have to say, David, the the products are very very well made. The the little the little yeah you see how the, the there's a quarter twenty screw thread on the bottom of the unit, then a, a quarter twenty uh, a receptacle to put the camera on, so you you can you can mount it on a hot shoe on the camera, or in this case between the tripod and the camera, just sandwich the controller there. And what they're made out of like extruded aluminum, right? They're very rugged, very well made
1: yeah it's a CNC aluminum indeed
0: yeah
1: and um, yeah it allows us to to have a small block but uh, but I mean uh, strong and um, and and indeed I mean if you see the cable it's short uh, it's an adapter to uh, to the Marshall camera I will show you some other cameras uh, we have these kind of short uh, adapters for uh, any brand and model of camera that that, that we control and then you can of course extend that if you want to put the cio at another place then you we have extension courts uh or you you, a lot of customers build their own cables we have all the pinouts available on on our website uh, the the support pages Uh, now when we are talking about um, uh, integration with a a higher end production uh, this can get more complex and this is one of the typical uh, applications that we have here on the left, it's still the same. I mean, you have uh, cameras, IP cameras or uh, serial ones interfaced. Everything goes to a to a switch. I mean, usually stage boxes today have a, a LAN port, or you can have a media converter, uh, uh, a switch with a um, with an SFP. On the, the the truck side or the the, the control room, uh, this is where we have more software. Uh, so you still have the RCP there, but we integrate with routers. Uh, in a way that whenever you have, uh, let's say, 50 cameras, we we, we go up to there, uh, you, you control 50 cameras on the, um, on the production, then you, you, you want to be able to synchronize the router and the RCP. So whenever you're going to select the camera on the panel that you see on the right, uh, you would pick any signal and camera, the RCP will track that and will automatically select that camera so you can immediately paint it. You don't need to select the camera on the RCP itself. Now, if you select the camera on the RCP, then it will synchronize with the router again, it will control that and just switch your monitor so that you actually uh, are going to see the camera at your painting. So it's both ways and you you can just, uh, it's like the preview that you have on the standard RCP, except that because we control many cameras on one single RCP uh we need multiple previews and so that's the way that we do it whenever you click preview we know which camera has been selected on the rcp we request a signal on the router and the other way around when you select a new signal on the router the rcp will just know uh, which camera it is yeah
0: we we were talking about this uh uh, i was talking about this with you david but also with a customer yesterday um i've done some video engineering i I volunteer uh, well before covid i used to volunteer Every third Sunday, as a video engineer, and Saddleback Church uses Sony cameras, so it's an eight-camera production. So there's eight uh, Sony controllers, CCUs, eight eight sticks, as you were calling it. Um, so uh, I mean, I either I either press on the on the joystick to pick the, what I want on the monitor, so that syncs with the switcher, or I'm, I press the buttons on my switcher to to, to paint so you eliminate the need to have a, a, a stick or a controller per camera right it's kind of overkill
1: it, it really depends on which kind of productions uh but definitely I mean especially with uh with the mini cameras where we started so, I mean if you have 20 mini cameras you it makes no sense to align 20 you do you have no space in the trucks right uh, Right. if you're talking I mean the Super Bowl or a uh, uh, the NFL. Uh, w- our system is used now also to uh, to, to control the the pylon cameras, uh, and you have twelve of them. Uh, you don't want to put twelve. 12- Uh, RCP there uh, because, uh, and so the the way it works, you would just indeed uh, pick the camera you need on the router panel and uh, the RCP will just select it. And for many cameras like this, it's very, very convenient. Uh, You can still align four RCP if you want to control four cameras, and I would say this makes sense whenever you still, with two hands, want to control four cameras at the same time. So you are going to look at um, a multi-viewer. And in that case, if you want to be able to lively paint those four without having to switch or to do this, uh, this is a way where it makes okay. sense to a four CP. I will come uh, on a slide just explaining another uh, type where, where it makes sense. But uh, when you're talking about um, uh, many mini cameras or even, I mean, PTZ or uh, having different kind of, uh uh if you have too many cameras and you are not going to paint both i mean two or three at the same time uh we made it actually very convenient to uh to just get one rcp and uh paint them all uh just secondly i mean we we developed that with on the 24 hours of le mans uh uh, that was uh, the one of the first projects that we did with the MP visual in France and we had like 40 cameras uh, On-board cameras on the one RCP and we actually had two RCP, but we were two people painting them at the same time So we, we could paint the same camera, but we uh, well th- th- that would be no problem, uh, but we just shared them uh, okay. based on uh, the, the need that we had we but, also but you
0: have, uh, the fle- you have the flexibility so your control can coexist with the the more traditional or the camera manufacturers control, you can mix and match and, and coexist.
1: And indeed, you, you just work the, the way you want. You you can have maybe two RCP that you want there all the time with uh, stick to one camera and then have a third one that would cover all the other cameras. So gotcha. This is still possible. Very and good. on the slide, you also see the, the core correctors. And uh, and again, if you have a bunch of cameras that you, uh, you cannot control, it said those are on board uh, cameras, you don't want to send control wirelessly to these. Uh, You're going to put um, uh, an AJA or any kind of uh, core correctors there. In mm-hmm. the US, I mean, it can be averse. It's, uh, uh, in that case, we would um, uh basically control the color corrector from the RCP so you can do that from your shading position i mean you don't have to to suddenly go to a computer or to 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 go to the small knobs that you have on the uh on the frame unit uh so that's definitely one of the uh we, we have people just uh getting RCP only for color correctors they have no camera to paint they're just using it because in ob when you have 8 16 channels of uh, color corrections it's still very uh, convenient to have that uh, right below the hands of vision engineer video engineers very cool so all, all that i mean to to give you a couple of ideas of what uh, what people are using or uh, boxes for uh, the different kind of uh, applications there uh, on top tier productions this is all about specialty camps i mean they, they have plenty of sony rcp and sony ccu day stations there is nothing to bring in there uh, but we're covering everything else and and the picture tells it all so th- this is the uh, I would say the only other RCP that you need uh, to control mini cams, PTZ, uh, well, a uh, high motion or other kind of specialty cameras that we have, your core correctors. Uh, robotics, we're starting to integrate more and more uh, pan and tilt heads um, because uh, some of them are not really IP or, um, or you want to, to synchronize that with the camera. So that's also something that we are adding in, the, in, in our workflow. Uh, wireless is, uh, we'll talk about that a bit later, drones. Uh, and CCU is actually, it's not really a CCU, it's a core corrector, but it's our own. Uh, we developed it in a way that it's more, it has the functions of a CCU, like detail, a multi matrix and these kind of things. And the reason we developed that is to, um, to be able to match cameras. If you're taking most of the standard core correctors, they have a, a proc amp, so a, a video processor inside, which is, Uh, a legalizer and you can normalize the signals you can uh, adjust the blacks the gamma the white to make the signal clean and the white would be white but if the red is pink you cannot take the the red and put it in the right place it's impossible if you take two different cameras would have two different sensors it's impossible to match them and that's the reason why we we said we need to develop something that will act more like a CCU that will allow you to have the controls you need to match cameras together uh, and I will just show this uh, right after. But I would say some of them are still projects that are going on and we're working with these companies trying to uh, to figure out the, the right way to do that. Um, and, but, but mini cameras, PTZ, core correctors and, uh, and our VP4 units uh, are definitely uh, products that are getting mature now and that you, you can easily put in place yourself. Uh, the other ones are still projects that are working closely with uh, some big companies there. Um, Now, so those are for the top-tier productions. Now, if we move to uh, smaller productions, uh, in that case, they don't have these uh, system cameras, all the the, the Sony cameras and so on. So they are going to take ENG cameras, camcorders, and they're going to have live productions with this, even digital cinema cameras. Uh, And in this case, we're actually not uh, controlling the specialty cams, but the main cameras of these productions. So those are going to be compact camcorders, the the, the bigger ones, um, digital cinema, as I said, uh, Sony, Panasonic, Canon, Blackmagic. We added that as well. And uh, and you can still have mini cams. I mean, uh, Marshall Dreamship, uh, IO Industries are used there. And for robotics, we also integrated gimbals. So if you put a gimbal, I mean, a Marshall on a gimbal or the, the small uh, pantilt head from Marshall, we integrate that as well. Uh, so those are a piece of equipment that you can now uh, control from our system. So uh, that's a different, really a different setup. In that case, your you're saving money, but mainly you would normally not have an RCP. You would not have control on this camera, so it's basically adding shading capabilities now in these small productions. Uh, while earlier you would basically uh, do that over the um, uh, over the comms, having the, the intercom uh, asking the camera operator to put a bit more red or blue. Uh, now it's an easy way to uh, to still be able to paint everything. And and if you have like a car to fly pack or something like this and you have no space, this is where it makes a lot of sense to have one RCP to control everything. Okay, cool. And then the third, I would say, uh, different type of applications uh, that we're doing today is remote production. And that came, I mean, uh, we we developed that uh, even more this year with uh, the situation with COVID, but we we started earlier. And uh, that's really taking all the cameras that we control uh, everything, but now you want to control that over the internet. uh, Or you want to control that uh, on a motorbike if you're doing a cycling race or a marathon and you have an eng camera and uh, there are so many i mean you're going to talk about West, but uh, so many uh, uh, video transmission using cellular today uh, that it was the next step was to be able to have camera control there with uh, these kind of situations um, and so on the top left picture that you see there there are four rcp and it is a remote production where they would do uh, multiple um, soccer games at the same time And we have four RCP there. Uh, All the games are four cameras. And if you select game one, the four cameras are going to take the four. uh, So the four RCP are going to take the four cameras of game one. And there might be four Sony cameras. And then if you select game two, then the four RCP are going to swap to the four cameras of game two. And so you have like a multi viewer in front of you seeing three games at the same time. And you can just select the game that you want to do. And then you have the four RCP to paint them. Uh, so that's another situation. Well, and the important sense.
0: thing too is that your appliance on the far end, when you switch, the camera doesn't lose its settings. So it 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 stays that the iris and the blacks stay where they're set. Correct. When you when you jump from game to game to game or camera to camera, correct?
1: Exactly. So the the, the RCP is just saying, no, I want to control this one. But actually, the when I say it's a complete architecture, there's. A, uh, the, the old cameras are still controlled all the time. Uh, it's not because the RCP is not actually act- actively controlling this one. That's, uh, the, the system is still controlling it and you can have like another RCP, you could have another kind of interface which actually just still uh, can control the camera itself. Could also be a, a, a,
0: you could have a backup operator working from home or another location controlling that camera. So they, they're. The, the workload could be shared amongst people in different locations. Uh, that's why this is proven so valuable during during COVID and and lockdown and social distancing. Correct.
1: Indeed, I mean uh, you uh, you can control that uh, over the internet. As I said, you could also have uh, an RCP locally. It depends on the kind of production, and then remotely you uh, you can control that. And now we are adding a. Uh, the, the possibility is to have a completely distributed architecture in a way that you will be able to put an RCP at any uh, any place to control um, anything. I would say you might have multiple productions at the same time, and from one RCP, you will be able to control them all. But you might also have a second RCP at another location, or like you say, from home, and still having uh, paint control on all these cameras. And not only paint, I mean, if you want to move them, uh, framing, these kind of things uh, can be done as well. Very cool. And so the, those are again all the cameras that we support, but now uh, used for remy style productions. This one is just a, a slide, uh, just I mean to, to showcase uh, a lot of brands that were integrating uh, a lot of uh, specialty cams because that's where we started. there are a bit less of eng uh, but that's uh, what we're working on at the moment so we have sony panasonic canon blackmagic and we uh, are going to soon uh, add uh, support for grass valley uh, ikegami and jvc Um, all the other parts are quite developed and uh, we need to add a bit more uh, core correctors but uh, but we have quite uh, a good of them uh, already and so that's again go ahead no, no. Well, what, so that's-
0: I was going to say, what was I going to say? In, in our experience, that that shading of cameras, uh, you know, some people just say, "Well, why don't I just stick uh, the controller into the public internet or into the network, and it, why why won't it just work magically?" Some camera systems, what we found, and, and you you can correct me, David, um, they're very sensitive to latency on the network. So if you go through the public internet or you go through cellular. Uh, The RCP and the camera will time out if there's more than 10 milliseconds of latency or five milliseconds of latency. They're really designed for being in the same studio on the same network, right? So your technology smooths out or really gives the ability to communicate over the Internet, correct?
1: Uh, Exactly, and uh, maybe I will come to that uh, a bit later. Here is exactly what what you're saying. I mean, the the CIO interface is going to take some IP packets and send that to the camera, and those mini-cams are serial-based, and serial-based means that they receive uh, some data. They are going to send the data back uh, maybe, I mean, less than one millisecond after. So it's very quick. And uh, and if they're uh, asking, I mean, uh, requesting something, or and and you don't answer, if there is a kind of acknowledge system in place, and you don't answer to that within a couple of milliseconds, uh, they they would just uh, reset the connection or these kind of things, or. Uh, like yeah. a Sony uh, camera will uh, basically go back to its own, uh, if you take a camcorder, that's normally a camera that you operate from, I mean, the cameraman in- himself will operate the camera. So mm-hmm. all the settings are done through the, the, the menu or the notes of the camera. Now, if you're uh, controlling it remotely, uh, you plug the, the cable in that. If you don't answer to the, the, the acknowledge of the camera, it will just think that the RCP is not there anymore and comes back to the, its own control mode and some of the cameras just change settings completely. So you, you, you're you losing all the, the, the painting that you did with the RCP. Suddenly, the always goes weird and uh, these kind of things. So uh, definitely uh, controlling cameras locally uh is what you should start but when you're talking about going over the internet even though everything is ip uh it's not the same story at all it depends on which protocol the cameras are using and if they've been made but no i mean i know no camera today that have been made to be controlled over latency networks and the internet uh right. they've never designed right. like this it's only it right has- now i would say uh, i know companies like panasonic grass valley and so on have their own solutions today for remote productions and it's really adding layers to to what they had already or redesigning that completely from scratch uh to make their system work and what we did uh i will explain that later on with rio uh, what we did is take all this kind of local uh, control that we have and bridge that over the internet so the camera still is controlled locally uh, but we can put the RCP wherever we want. Right, uh, right, right. We'll explain that a, a little bit more uh, on another slide. Right now, this one is really on local control. So, so let's say the, the RCP, you have a couple of switch or local network, and you want to control these serial cameras. Uh, you just use uh, this CIO interface and uh, and connect the camera, and you get control very quickly and easily so so the cio you'd use on the local network and
0: the rio which you're going to get to in a minute that you would use over internet or over cellular or or if there's some some uh latency in between the camera and the rcp correct
1: exactly you you should be able to see i mean the, the cio is quite advanced in the number of protocols it supports so we support Clank, uh we support SBus for game balls. we uh support i mean different kind of uh proprietary protocols that we have in there but but otherwise i mean uh so translation is quite complex but you should be able to see that like a usb converter that would be from usb to rs-232 uh, this one is ip2 uh, a lot of uh, serial protocols but it doesn't have any uh, intelligence in a way that it doesn't know what it does it it doesn't know like it's gain or something it just receives a packet over ip and put that on the the right electrical interface for the camera so it's been designed to support all the protocols that are used in broadcast. Uh, that's what makes it very um, different from uh, just uh, out-of-the-shelf uh, IP to, uh, to RS-232 uh, converters or these kind of things, uh, because you're still, we are still going to add uh, specific things depending on what camera it is, if it's a Sony, if it's a Vizcar, like Marshall, Ida, and so on. Uh, we're going to, to do special things to make sure that it works well. Um, but besides this, for you, you can still consider this is an IP to serial uh, interface. Uh, Rio is, uh, is is like a computer, which also has an interface built-in, but the major part is the software running on it that will just handle all the protocols that we support but yeah okay. so uh, i can maybe do a demo of this to show you uh, i mean you have one of those typical i mean uh, marshall drum chief i industries uh, uh, a lot of them or maybe a sunnybrook uh, um and you want to uh to control that so um let me switch to uh to this. so you there there is latency there uh, I was waving my hands and but uh, yeah so you will see a bit latency in the in the video but um but i mean that that's also here on my desk i have uh i have the rcp uh i will switch to the the other one here so that you will see the rcp there on the right uh what i'm doing here um and then i have a couple of mini cams here i have a blackmagic router uh i have our own vp4 so that's our video corrector uh, a PTZ from panasonic over there and um and um yeah i will uh first let's say i'm going to take this uh this is the atom mini from Dreamship uh we have a Marshall, we have an ida camera and uh, the i o industry here they're all uh, configured there on the system and uh so right now it's running, but let's assume that it's actually not uh not configured at all. I will go show you the the configuration interface here. So the the Atom camera is this one. I'm going to uh, delete that one, and we are going to recreate it. So whenever you have a new camera, you, uh, well, I I screwed that one on the, as you see on the CIO, there's a a screw at the bottom as well. So you can put that on a tripod. I screwed the camera here. Uh, We have those cables that are adapters that I will plug on one of the ports. So the the CIO interface has two ports, port one, port two. and I'm connected on port one right now, and the serial number of this one is 12110. So uh, the cable is actually going to power and control the camera. So both go in that. So the CIO is PoE. I just have the Ethernet here. The other cable is uh, the video, uh, 3G SEI. So just one uh, Ethernet cable, PoE, powers the camera, controls the camera. And um, well, actually, you s- Still see the configuration interface there so yeah I was just repeating a bit myself but this is the the camera interface here this is the cable so you just plug the cable in one of the connectors here this is the POE cable that uh, drives and and power the camera so you see now the the, if I just plug this it's going to uh, to start if the the version doesn't match the one of the controller that's going to be bootloaded automatically so you, are, you don't really have to uh, to handle any update of these boxes they are going to be uh, kept up to date all the time and now i'm uh, powering and controlling the camera but i need to configure that so to configure it uh, i go to that uh, configuration interface here uh, i click on the plus sign here to uh, add a camera so that was my camera number four I put a name, it's uh, it's an Atom camera. I will select, uh, these are, are all brands that we support today. Uh, I mean, so some specialty ones like uh, ARC in UK, RE, uh, Edimac, IDA in the US, AJA, Burdock, Blackmagic, CIS, Camera Core in the UK, Canon. So the, there are some very known ones. And we, we don't do cameras, but we have a kind of generic protocol. So if you want to uh, to use a generic camera and develop your own interface, you can do that. Uh, DreamShip, Itachi, AI Industries, uh, Lumens Marshall, um, Panasonic, Ross for the, the pivot cam, uh, Sony, Toshiba, which is now owned by Canon, uh, Vision Research, Yoshida. Uh, but here i have a dream ship so i select dream ship and in that case i have the list of models that we support I, this one I is that are,
0: you fro- are you frozen dave uh, well oh, maybe we couldn't see the drop down menu for some reason it was it's not visible
1: drop-down. uh okay yeah it, it is actually possible that the drop down don't show up because um
0: well yeah so so what what david did there you see on the right kind of middle where it says brand he clicked there and i've seen it myself there's a long list of about you know 30 you pick the camera manufacturer you want and then it automatically sets the protocol pretty much right
1: yeah i will just share uh the complete screen so let me uh get that out of the way um if you see the the screen right now
0: yeah we see the control screen yeah
1: and you should now see the oh, now
0: see yes now we see it. yeah that's very impressive so you see folks all the camera choices are there so if something is missing um you
1: can create your own protocol if 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 if
0: if, uh, if you know how to configure it you can do it manually
1: now uh, if you take the, the is that that is a generic protocol i would say if you're a developer manufacturer of some specialty cameras and you're looking just for an rcp that would be able to uh, to be used to uh Uh, to control your own cameras or to do anything you want, then you you can use that model, and there's uh, an API that comes with it, Uh, and so you you can see the the values changing on the RCP, and you can use that to interface your own uh, equipment. Um, But otherwise, if you are uh, using a camera in broadcast that we don't support, that this is the way we added so many is that our customers are just saying, okay, we we're going to use this one. Uh, do you support it? We say, no, uh, is it possible to add the camera? And then we, we do the development and we add that protocol. So the, the list, I mean, is going go for... You don't sleep. You don't
0: sleep. All you do is write the uh, camera protocols.
1: <laughs> exactly. But I mean, yeah, we, we were a team. So there are a couple of, uh, I mean, we, we share that, but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm part of the, the this. And, and then uh, the, there is. Uh, uh, mainly one person behind all these all the protocols and uh, handling all that. And it, it's a challenge somehow because uh, all the protocols are different. They don't work the same at all. So uh, it's quite an adventure. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, the, the list has been growing in a way that at the beginning, we just had the, the, the models of camera we support, but that, that was like three pages long. So uh, we had to split that by brands and manufacturer. So now you select DreamShip, then you have the list, the models that we support from DreamShip.
0: Ah uh,
1: perfect! They have more cameras actually but but most of them are in the you use the same protocol as this one uh, gotcha. so here I select the atom mini uh so that that's the way you have any camera. you take the brand, you select it there you select the model and then you need to uh, decide on which uh, interface that is so now, if I go to uh interface port, i set uh on the the c i hole that I have here it was twelve one hundred and ten. So this is the one that is here, and then I have two ports, port one and two. I uh, connected on port one, so I'm going to select port one.
0: Now, now let me let me interject. So that 12110 is on a sticker on the bottom of the device, correct? That's how you know which. you mentioned having 50 specialty cameras in a production, which CIO do I need to talk to? Right? The number it's it's part of the serial number, correct?
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, and on this camera, uh, let me go back to the, um, I did share my, my full screen. I need to come back to the, um,
0: the individual screen.
1: Yep. Uh, there it is.
0: Oh, you took the OBS output
1: yeah indeed so i can also show the the output of the camera uh there yeah so we have this uh, and there's just one thing i forgot let me yeah so um i will just rewind this back to the the configuration interface that you see here uh let me yeah okay you see it so uh let's say i will uh select the other port i'm on port um So I'm on port one, I will just select port two right now to show you what happened. So it's the wrong port. Uh, So what happens on port two is the camera is red here. If Uh, you look at the RCP, I will go to camera four that that I added. So now I have camera four, the atom, and you see a red uh, icon on there as well. And we, we are going to see that I will show you after we have a stream deck here. Uh, that also shows the, the number four on, on the atom. And on the, the CIO, uh, I can show you that right away also. If you look here uh, on the CIO, you see that on the right, I have a small number four. And on the right, it doesn't work because I didn't connect anything on the right. So now I'm going to uh, to go on my configuration again and uh, change that to uh, to the right port. So as soon as I add the... The right port, so now I selected port one. Uh, You're going to see that uh, it'll go green. Exactly, it should come green. And um, this is actually where.
0: Give it a sec.
1: Yeah, no, it, it will just that this camera is not the, I should have selected another one. Uh, this camera is in 9600 volts, while the default is another one. So I need to uh, to change that, but yeah, as soon as you uh, connect the camera, it turns green here. Uh, and if I do actually come back to the to there, you will see that the number now is on the the same side as the connector, and we have a big four here, meaning that the camera has been detected. And if you look at the RCP, it's green, and if we look on the on the configuration interface that we had there, it's green as well. Oh, another cool thing I noticed so so obviously a studio camera will have a tally
0: light. Uh, David has tally lights on the edge of the little box, so a little. specialty camera doesn't have a tally, right? So you, can, yeah, you so can light the tally on on the box.
1: We have. Uh, if you will go to the the tally, I'm. Uh, I can force it to on or off on. Uh, uh, on.
0: It's kind of hard to see.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard to see, but actually, it's there uh just on my finger there uh i see it yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so
1: i turn it off and on
0: you can yeah, also
1: uh, add an led on the side uh, if you We usually use a second port, and then you put an LED and you put a lamp or anything that, uh, that you can control that way. Oh, so you uh,
0: you have what, like a GPI-GPO output to, to control a bigger lamp if you need it, a bigger a tally we light?
1: Yeah, but you are also going to use the 12-volt output that we have straight there to power the, the LED directly. So that's kind of easy. I have actually uh, one there. I will show you it after, but it's a small connector. I put an LED on that. I connect uh, it there and then you uh, you can use it, so now it's on, but I can use it for a uh, no, tally. It
0: much more visible, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah.
1: can actually show that right now because we're talking about this. Uh, if you go to the GP, uh, IO page here, uh, and um, so that's my camera for Atom here, so I can also turn on and off the tally here. But now what I want is to, uh, to put, uh, so my CIO is here and port to power, uh, is here, I will just click in there, which will mean that now I have a red tally signal that is going to drive the LED. So you see right now the LED, um, you don't see, I will switch back to this. So uh, if you see the LED is off right now at the moment, and if I turn on the tally again, you see the LED is on, off, on, off so mm-hmm. i can uh, well th- that's all you need to actually decide that this kind of signal the gpio should be linked to the tally of this camera
0: well and then obviously you 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 have the configuration ability to tie this into your production switcher so an operator is not you're just doing it manually right now because you don't have it programmed into you don't have a production it's not programmed into your production switcher but you certainly can do that correct
1: yeah, we we actually integrate with uh, some protocols already. Uh, we're uh, going to add TSL but we have that it can come from a, a router, but mainly a switcher like uh, an Atom. Uh, TSL will uh, will allow you to uh, to come from anything. Uh, we also have GPIO, so there is one that comes. Uh, uh, there there is a, a GPIO device that uh, plugs to the RCP, and we have a new device which is called uh, Neo, which is a network IO and will allow you to have. Up to 16 gpio on the on an ip network uh, and we have a picture of that on the slides a bit later on um, but yeah so that that's basically so the, this interface i showed here is uh, to configure uh some gpio to act like a tally or green tally or a core signal or any kind of gpio you could use to uh, to do something else we had some customers actually using that to uh, trigger wipers on some of the cameras use uh, outdoor and these kind of things Um, but yeah uh, and after that if you have the GPIO so those are the inputs if I plugged one of the interface I will have a lot of inputs here that I could just basically use this grid to say uh, which input should go to which uh, which output to uh, to control tally so that that the configuration is done at the the same place here so back to the um, To this example, I mean, uh, so that's basically, uh, now you see the camera is green. Uh, I have control on that, so I see the value. I can change the gain uh, on the RCP itself. Um, I'm not sure actually which signal we see on the router just because I didn't configure uh, the router yet. So if we go to the router configuration, I have a router which has, has been added here if you want to add a router you go to the plus and then we support i mean the, the video hub the, the ATEM, atm uh, Squartz, squares probably is going to to cover a lot of uh, a lot of uh, routers like ros uh, vsm cerebrum uh, that those are management system uh, i guess tsl should be there as well uh, so you just add a block there and in the properties of that one you put its ip address then you select the number of inputs you want the number of outputs and you will not see the drop down but that in that line nine there is uh unconnected and this is where i had the atom connected so i will just select in the in the list uh, atom you will see it now i selected atom there and which means that now if i press on the preview button uh, you just saw that the, the signal there on the top changes uh, so if i go back to another camera like uh, the previous one and i come back to the atom no, it actually knows to which input signal it is connected, and there we have it. So it's a pretty dark picture. Uh, this is where I can, we have no iris, but I can put a lot of gain there. Uh, I can go to the camera white balance and trigger uh, another white while on that one with, uh, uh, <laughs> with a little bit of uh, this kind of signal. Okay. It's, so, uh, so, always-
0: I, I, so you went into the router settings. You you did it kind of quickly. You went into the router settings. Then there was a list of inputs on the router. Uh, I think so. You said number nine was it? It had it, uh, it said unconnected. You went in there, pulled a little drop down, then you connected the camera you wanted on that input. It was exactly. That it's that simple.
1: Yeah, and so uh, so here I will um, just do it. I think with the strong lighting that I have in front, uh, the auto uh, white balance is not uh, doing great, but uh, but I can uh, do that uh, manually. So I have my, uh, I mean, red gain, blue gain, uh, the uh, the black levels, so black balance, and then uh, on the main page here, uh, we can change the the gamma, we can change the saturation, we can change the, the detail. Uh, and the filters when this is supported. We have scene files. Scene files, I mean, you can load, save, uh, and zero is the default. So when I press apply, I'm just loading back the, the default settings from the beginning. Uh, and um, another thing which is quite different on our system is that you can basically load or save all cameras at the same time. So if I click on all, then I have multiple slots, but when I press on apply there, it's going to save and recall the settings of all the cameras at the same time. And so that's if you have cool. 20 cameras, you want to save that, you just uh, save all and, uh, and it's instant.
0: You don't have to go into each one individually. Exactly. You yeah, have 50 of them, not one save, two save, three save, just saves everything. That's, that's very powerful.
1: Uh, auto, I mean, I, I can trigger the, the auto exposure. Uh, I can go back to a uh, manual. Uh, in the paint menu, we have gamma, black gamma, saturation, uh, detail. Not, not all cameras actually support all that, uh, so you see when the detail frequency and coring are not available on the uh, uh, DreamShip camera, so we just put dashes here. Uh, in, so you know yes. that these settings are not supported by this camera model. Uh, and, and on a lot of functions, we now try to uh, to add uh, turn on and off so you can see the difference what it does, even if the camera doesn't have an on and off. Uh, and we have a paint-to-page uh, for some of the things like the matrix that you can change the multi-matrix. I will come to that after. Uh, knee white clip uh, skin tones like on the on the Panasonic PTZ that's available uh, right. under the camera. There's OSD. I will show you that with uh, maybe the Marshall uh, exposure index, white balance uh, tally. I show that and then some custom buttons depending on the functions that we need there and lens, there is nothing on that one because we don't control the lens but with a ptz uh, you will be able to do a, a couple of things so i mean that's it if i can show that uh, i mean one more time i can uh, we have two ports on the cio i will just plug uh, the io industry on port two
0: so you don't need uh, to buy another cio if you have another camera nearby you just plug it right in
1: Exactly, and after I mean, you can put two cameras, and depending on the protocols like uh, Marshall, Visca, um, Dreamship, and uh, we'll probably support IO Industries as well. We support a bus of cameras, which means that if you have already a kind of bus, you should be able to go from one camera to the second to the third, and uh, we uh, uh, you see the features there at the bottom uh, that we have in the configuration. Uh, this is a new functionality that we developed, and then we have a couple of bus there. Uh, so to support a uh, uh for gimbals ViscA, uh, Blackmagic, also we can support multiple cameras on one interface and, and Dreamship. That is going to expand. Um, I had an I/O industry here. I will just configure again. I will select interface. I connected on port two. So you will see that now I selected port two disappears, and uh, hopefully, yeah, the camera turns green. And now if we uh, go back to the, yeah, it just went green exactly oh so that's the delay on the on the video Uh, but uh yeah so you well i'm not sure you will see but now we have two numbers we have uh four on the left saying that camera four is being connected there we have a number two there on the right saying that uh, the camera is there and so if i go to my camera two here on the rcp you see that It's an IO industry. The icon is green now on the RCP. What I want to show actually with these icons is-
0: You need to open the iris on that, baby. (laughs) It's very dark.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, indeed. I mean, it's just, uh... Um... yeah, that's the right camera, indeed. And I need to put- uh... Pick number
0: two.
1: There we go. And um, what, uh, what, yeah, what I would like to, uh, what I wanted to show is that sometimes you don't know is the camera powered, is, is it working, uh, do I have control on that? And so uh, if you disconnect it, you will see that actually it will go uh, red. So you see the red now on the RCP. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You can see also the number here has turned small so whenever yeah. you do the setup you plug the camera on the the cio if it's configured already you will see when it, the number is big you know that it's working and on the rcp side when it comes green you know that it's uh it's actually working as well um yeah so that, that's a way uh, i will take um i mean the, this is the io industry on that one you also have osd you can uh, enable the, the the menus there Oh, uh, I know what happened is that I uh, manually turned the iris there so it was quite dark and uh, um, so you can go to the OSD you can change uh, a lot of things in there so all the settings that actually are not available for the protocol or we don't necessarily support oh. because some of them might make no sense then you go to the OSD you can put that uh, that there uh, manually oh. So I, I'm not
0: aware of any c- camera control system that will go into the OSD of the camera to go go deep, deep into the camera settings from the engineer workstation. You usually have to go to the camera and do those types of settings. You know, if you want to change the, the 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 gain or something or the shutter speed or something like that, you can go, uh, can you do that with every camera or, or some cameras?
1: Uh, all the cameras that actually uh, do support uh, an OSD, like I said, the DreamShip, they don't have uh, and they probably don't need. They're, they're having like a software on the side. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I take the IDA, for example, here, uh, I go to camera, menu, and then I can navigate the menu you see from the... Uh, we, we even assign that on the uh, the encoder so that we can more easily go and jump into some menu and turn that off. Uh, if i go to the marshall that's uh that's basically the same i have also a many structure uh when i where i can change this uh i'm just going to wait for that, the video that's, that's very that's extremely powerful
0: that um you know particularly if you're going to the public internet or or cellular you know maybe if you had a, a computer on the network some of those functions you might be able to get to but um every camera would have a different configuration a different setup uh so you you can bring that up right on the uh, uh, remotely from the video engineers workstation that's amazing
1: yeah exactly and and again if you're taking like a, a camcorder uh digital cinema camera a sony fs5 fs7 uh, the panasonic, panasonic uh, varicam the canon c200 uh, they have a lot of menus there are a lot of options there uh that's that are not available on the protocol and so uh you can basically go and change uh, everything from there very, cool, uh, very would, cool again i mean i will show that uh on the the ptz uh but maybe it's the the, the right time uh to show you this so those are i mean it's a, it's a bunch of cameras we have here um that that we control on uh on minicams but uh if i go to PDZ, that's basically the same we support a lot of them already and uh and so how does it work when you configure uh, an ip camera now Uh, is it as simple as that it's actually even simpler so if i come back to the the configuration that we have here i will select the panasonic it's already configured here uh but the the thing that you do is you select the brand panasonic you select the model we have a long list of model I will just, uh, yeah, probably 20 entries there, all the PTZ model, Varicam, uh, so you don't see the drop down, but, but basically yeah. uh, all the, their, I mean, uh, P2 camcorders, uh, the EVA1, and uh, the old serial P2 as well that you support with the, a CIO. And there on the IP, uh, we have a not discovery uh, with Panasonic, so some of the IPs are going to be filled automatically, otherwise you just put the IP of the camera here. And that's it. I mean, you don't need more than that to uh, to get control on the, the, the camera itself.
0: Uh, and so Panasonic, you auto discover, or uh, just have the IP, any any PTZ camera that's on the network. You punch in the IP. It'll all, it will it automatically figure out the brand, or you have to you have to program the brand and then put the IP in.
1: Yeah. No. So you, you select the brand and model, and after uh, if the IP is discovered, it will uh, it will be selected automatically okay, uh, we, okay. The, this is something that will uh will probably evolve along the years where we we're going to add maybe more uh kind of discovery listing all the devices that are discovered on the network so you can just select the ones that you want to uh to take into control uh i mean it makes sense for ptz because some of the productions they have many many of them uh so the, it will save time but but i would say today uh just the, this process is quite uh is quite straightforward uh, when you have multiple cameras at the same time uh the same type if you just uh, select that camera and click on the plus it will automatically create a new camera of the same type
0: we, so those we, are the we
1: small work- things that we, we put in place to, uh, to to be able to save a bit of time many many customers
0: are using uh, ndi uh do you not need this capability if you have ndi or do you work with ndi how does that how does ndi fit into the equation
1: uh, NDI actually did um, they, they, they start but the, the controls are very uh, limited at this t- uh, stage I mean uh, the this controls of the pan and tilt and these kind of things are uh, included in NDI and we have the uh, we're going to support that as well at some point where we will add this but I would say even with the uh, burdock and, uh, and uh, uh, all the cameras if you take Panasonic Sony that are NDI uh, Today, at least today, uh, the, the status is that the, the control protocols for the painting, I mean the shading or everything else, is still their own protocol. So uh, th- that's not part of NDI. You still it's IP, so you don't need actually to put everything in NDI uh you just uh, that's the same cable is the same everything uh, and you just use the, the protocol of sony or panasonic visca or anything to control a camera while the video is being instead of uh, going through uh, sdi will go ndi on the same
0: i see i see so, so so since the ndi camera control capability is limited you would just use the ndi to carry the video and then you would do the control of the same camera with CyanView exactly gotcha.
1: Gotcha. and uh, but but so it's completely uh, independent i would say and and this is fine it, there's actually no problem to use NDI instead of SDI. the same way as we don't deal with the, the video on sdi ourselves we don't deal with the ndi that is going to be a transmitter or receiver uh and we are completely on the side of that doing the the, the paint and the the, the camera control. <laughs> mm-hmm. so good. yeah it, there is absolutely no problem to use that with ndi there's nothing special to do you just uh, it, it, it's actually easier in a way that you already have the i p networks with with everything
0: right if you if you' if you have an n d i uh setup you're already in the i p domain so adding cyan view is a no brainer then at that point exactly yeah okay okay uh, uh, do, do I, you have uh, some slides to show us about the rio uh you know what what the what the difference is of the rio compared to the c i o
1: yeah indeed um I will maybe just uh, show you as well I mean uh, I have a stream deck here it's part of the the many things that we uh, we do support is integrations Uh, and so you see I have the the Blackmagic router over there Uh, if I had the Blackmagic panel and I switch to the so this is actually the that's a a Blackmagic uh, micro studio that I'm using to uh, as the main angle Uh, but so you see I did nothing else than select the camera if I select camera one, then I can change the gain of that camera, so that, that's uh, the Blackmagic Micro Studio. Uh, mm-hmm. If I select camera three, I'm on the Marshall, and if I just paint uh, that on the RCP, now I'm controlling this one. Oh, sorry, that's the, the Panasonic uh, PTZ, and, uh, and now if I do exactly the same on the Stream Deck, you see that it's actually switching the, the video hub. So the RCP will switch that. I can switch between uh, multiple cameras on the, on the RCP. I can do exactly the same on the the Stream Deck. I switch to camera three. So now I can uh, paint that camera. I can switch to camera four, this is the Atom. I can paint this one. I switch to the Marshall and I can paint it. So I have nothing to do on the RCP, keep my hand on the knobs uh, to paint it. And then I use the, the panel of the router uh, or a stream deck on the side or uh, we also have like a switcher interface on the on the software that you could put on a phone or tablet uh, so there are many ways to uh, to switch cameras and even as i said on the rcp itself so on the rcp right. i can paint that one switch and paint another one it's, it's very quick actually to handle all that
0: so i'm thinking uh, uh saddleback church where i volunteer uh they have a few specialty cameras on stage I think they need a scion view RCP and a couple of CIOs to uh, uh, be able to paint those cameras. So uh, uh, get them to match, you know, Indeed. the director won't, the director won't take camera feeds if if the video doesn't match the other feeds, they just won't use them in the production or or it's too obvious that you're going to, you know, if the pylon camera doesn't match the, the main, the main stationary cameras, uh, uh it looks awkward it doesn't it looks uh, out of place
1: and did that was the the starting point uh i mean you're talking about the pylons but uh but all uh i mean the big productions where they're using many mini cameras that's where uh they're struggling to get control on that and so on and this where we said we, we need to do something uh good about that and and that, that was the starting point and we we kept adding but uh really, that is Uh, If I take, uh, for example, the the Panasonic PTZ here, uh, as I said, the next point uh, for us, that's now you can move the camera. So you see I'm moving the camera here Uh, with the touch screen. I can also use the encoders. Uh, I can basically uh, put in a a certain position, save that. So I will save this position. And now I will click on another button. It's actually going. So I made a position earlier on the core chart. Uh, And I can recall different positions from the RCP itself
0: so you don't need a you don't need a joystick you you can control the ptz cameras right from the touch screen
1: yeah indeed you don't need and in some situations you actually don't really need it uh in a way that if you're using the camera for framing you can do the framing from here or maybe moving between two positions uh that's and very you quick that's so you, you you're, you're you're
0: not you're not uh you're not panning it while it's live you're just jumping from preset to preset and you and you frame it before the production
1: yeah w- w- what you won't be able to do is to do the the tracking i would say that that's not but in that case we do support a couple of joystick options i mean the visca ones uh we have a, a usb joystick that, uh, that is inexpensive and, and pretty decent uh, that you plug as well at the back of the rcp it's usb and then you have a joystick that you can use uh to just move the camera to select it uh, i would say on the bigger production i mean the the, the productions that would have multiple uh, i mean if they have a joystick panel on the on the side like sony panasonic Burdock, uh they can still it's ip so they they still use it the way they do today and they do the shading from the rcp they can still move from the rcp but that would be done uh, from the the joystick panel yeah i mean so, in a in a
0: smaller in a smaller production the video engineer might be doing the shading and running the ptz cameras but in a bigger production, it would be a camera operator that would be moving the PTZ, and the video engineer does the shading d- d- yeah. different functions
1: exactly right so that that's the, the the way it works and so when you have many uh, many PTZ, you are going to have multiple camera operators and but but on the RCP side, you might have just one or two uh, video engineers. It depends if the conditions change a lot or not um and again this is what you, you can easily do uh, with our system i said that uh, on the panasonic i mean uh, you can also go to the to the menu there if you see uh you you can access all the the things so that's uh it's again for all cameras mm-hmm. um yeah so that's uh that's for ip cameras i would say it's uh, it's as easy as that uh, I'm not going to, uh, well, we'll have an ENG right after with the Rio, but all those uh, kind of ENG style cameras or the D-Cinema cameras uh, are um, also available. You and you see, said, if you, you
0: said uh, Ikegami and Grass Valley are coming?
1: Exactly. For, for the the DNG, those are the ones that, uh, uh, and really it comes with Rio where it makes sense. If you were on the local network and you had those RCP from Ikegami from uh grass valley and so on we, we we have no added value i mean the people are not waiting uh from our system to uh to to help them but where you're talking about remote production and you actually just want to uh to have the camera operator with the camera head on site and nothing else uh this is where it makes sense to uh to integrate these cameras as well uh, with our technologies and and so that uh that brings us uh, to Rio, uh, this slide here, uh, we went through that, so I explained a bit everything. Uh, what I didn't show is uh, the color corrector that we have here on, on the slide of VP4, uh, which is.
0: Um, so this this is the Scion View color corrector. It's your own color corrector.
1: Exactly. So the the reason we did or I mean we control the ones uh, that are available. Uh, as I say, uh, 4A, uh, AJA, um, there's a list, I forgot about that, but uh, uh, Lavo. Uh, and um, But we the, the reason we developed our own is actually to be able to uh, to match cameras together. So, as I said earlier, you can still paint the blacks, the the, the whites, the, the gamma, the saturation on the standard uh, video processor We're using the Proc Amp. But as soon as you want to match cameras that actually don't look together because they don't have the same sensor, the same brands and model, uh, that's where it doesn't work anymore. And I can take actually this, uh, this Panasonic camera here, uh, if I uh, can point it to the, to the core chart. I have actually, so in the configuration, I can show you quickly on the, um, uh, there is cameras seven and eight. The camera 7 is the gopro i have on the rcp just um, to, to to take i mean um, the, the view of the rcp and camera 8 is uh, post-processing i did not have control but i did uh, add a video channel on the on the vp4 uh, on that camera 8. you can actually combine camera control and video processing the way it works is that if for example a gain is available in the camera head the gain will control the head but if the camera doesn't have black control then when you change the black it's going to be done by the video processor so it's oh, really so, a kind so, of a so
0: you, you can configure that so so if if uh, 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 color balance is not possible just just you can do color and black it, it gangs the functions together whether it's in the camera or in the in your in the cyan view video corrector
1: exactly and that would work as well i mean with AGA, 4 a all those other color correctors uh the reason we did that is actually when a camera is lacking black control i mean uh, some of the older marshall said that uh, that's the reason where uh, uh when people are going to add a color correctors they say i need this control if i don't have black control it doesn't match so they add the color corrector to just supply that and, but we say it's doesn't make sense to have two different cameras on the RCP we can have the same and merge these controls uh, what's available in the head will be applied in the head what's not available in the head but available in the core corrector will be done there that's very cool and so here i actually just made a camera i said there is no camera i had to control so i have all the, the settings available from the, the core corrector and so this is uh, you see that on the i mean the, the small you see that on the on the main monitor uh what do we have here uh so the same thing i have seen files i can save load as many uh files as i want so i will just start by just resetting this uh to um to default so that's transparent Uh, i can change the gain i can change the blacks uh the black balance i will just put that completely word and um, i have access to the gamma and then i can go to my scene files and load defaults again and that is going to reset everything uh, there's a, yeah, a little bit of delay but uh, i guess you managed to follow uh, so those are the corrections that you have in a standard corrector. corrector. so nothing different in here now if you want to match different cameras uh, this is where we uh, we had to add a couple of things and so we see that in the paint one for example we have gamma just like the other ones but we have black gamma so you can turn the black gamma on uh, put that to the to the maximum, and if you go with the on off, uh, I'm not sure with the delay you will follow, but uh, you see the difference there. Uh, saturation detail is definitely not normally available in some uh, color correctors, so we we can uh, add more detail in the picture. Uh, and, but I mean, I will add the, I will show the the main feature. So we have a multi matrix there, and I have a gate effect. So now you see the picture is black and white except one color and i can change and can pick another color so let's say i want to change the green uh the green of the grass is not matching the the, the main camera. So you have a mini cam in the goal and the, the green is not matching that so what are you going to do i have the gate effect i select the green uh i can put more uh saturation uh, i can put you i mean let's say it's not uh yeah it's going to be an ugly green but uh, but just to show the difference and if i remove the, the gate effect here you see that the the green has been changed if i turn on and off you are going to see that it's only the green that are going to be affected uh, i should basically uh for the next demo add a, a vector scope because you will see exactly the colors that we pick and that we move oh, um, So th-
0: this is this is your, a homemade way of doing a vector scope uh, j- just isolating the green
1: uh yeah exactly <laughs> this is uh this is what we did there maybe i uh, i'm not sure if you you will be able to see it there on the when on the almost, but uh, uh if i turn on and off you will see that only uh some parts are going to move and the other cars are not going to be affected
0: uh and when, so when i uh when i was be at first i was trained as a camera operator at saddleback church and i go into the control room and i'm like hey you have a wfm uh waveform vector scope monitor they're like you know what a vector scope is? You know what a waveform monitor is? You're a video engineer now. So I got promoted. <laughs> for, I got promoted from camera operator to video. Well, not not the camera operators have to frame the shot properly, but uh, maybe maybe my my video engineering skills were better than my camera skills. Maybe I didn't know how to frame the shots properly, so they 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 quickly switched me to video engineer.
1: But uh, yeah, so you get the idea. I mean, I can take the GoPro that is shooting the, the RCP right now. I'm not sure if we are going to see the chart there. Uh, and yeah, so that.
0: There's a little piece of it, yeah. So you, you could ship it right from there.
1: And again, so the, the GoPro have no control at all on that. I mean, that might come in the future, um, but uh, but right now uh, we don't. Uh, we, we did right. a proof of concept of that on Ninja Warrior, but. Uh, uh, and so, I, I mean, if the, the, the red of the GoPro doesn't match, but I still want to use that, or an iPhone with NDI, you say you have an iPhone, and you get the, the, the signal at your facilities remotely, uh, now you can pick that thread, and you can add more uh, saturation on this, uh, you can uh, change it to, uh, to, to the red you like, so let's say I want to, to have a bit of that, and so you see now, uh, the, the red completely changed, and I can mm-hmm. now match uh, the other cameras. And yeah. so, that is the main reason we did these, uh, these developments there with our own video corrector. It's not really to, uh, uh, we're not competing with the other ones. Uh, if you're happy with an AJF S4, uh, at that price point, there's nothing else, I mean, you, you don't need it. If you have all the cameras that are the same, they're going to match somehow. Uh, but whenever you're going to, uh, to mix different brands and models, they're not going to match. That's the, the nightmare of uh, video engineer. Well- or you, even if you're using a bunch of GoPros
0: and they match, you, exactly. you may not be happy. The grass might be yellow. Uh, you, you know, you you still you still may need to correct.
1: To, to, or to... drone. I mean, today you have a drone camera. You want to match that with the other ones, and the, the, it's, yeah. it's easy with the multi You pick the color that doesn't match. The, as I said, the green of the grass, the right of the shirts. Uh, a concert. If you put a GoPro on a piano and you have a uh i mean the, the pianist might have a red dress and it doesn't match the other ones that's definitely where it uh it helps to uh to quickly uh add support on that and also i mean we're let's move to uh to rio uh right yes. now which is the uh the remote production uh part so the, the vp forum is a nice picture i can tell you more uh, call Jim and (laughs) if you need more information about that but uh, but that's the four channels in and out Uh, and uh, and in the real the goal of that is matching now that I want to bridge that with the Rio which is uh, for remote production so everything that I explained here on the local uh, setup we want to be able to do that over the internet and uh, and you know uh, internet means basically latency Uh, latency on the video because you need big uh, video buffers to be able to make sure that the the video is not going to break up Uh, so you might end up with uh, 500 milliseconds to 10 seconds of latency Uh, and quickly the bridge there that I make with the video processor uh, and you you might see that in the slides after but is the fact that uh, the cameras that you're going to use remotely uh, if I'm talking about an ENG camera, I might not have all the processing built-in uh, to, to be able to match another type of camera. So, you might still be happy to have the VP4. And the VP4, if you put that not on the camera side, but on your studio, your facility, the master control room, uh, what is, uh, is different is that you uh, you won't have latency. Let's say you want to adjust the black, the white balance because that's applied in the studio. That's after the latency on the video. So uh, it's uh, if you want to change the arrays, there's no way you have to do that on the camera side, and you will have the latency of the video. But if you want to do some fine, I mean, some uh, small adjustments afterwards, uh, using a VP4 in post production is actually a, a very good solution. Uh, the, the people that tried it uh, definitely saw the the advantage of that is that you have the feeling of having a base station, a CCU, you fine-tune the white balance, you have the immediate feedback. You don't have to wait that one or two seconds. So it's still good to have camera control, but it's like another layer of, uh, I mean, adding value in this kind of whole uh, remote production thing. So remote production, what is it? Um, This is controlling the cameras over the internet. And so uh, over the internet over latency network so we still have the rcp we have a uh, network in between and on the left side we have the radio unit the radio is like the cio but extend it to have its own uh, software Or so uh, i mean the, the all the software runs on the radio as well and the reason for that is that if we have latency between the radio and the rcp then it doesn't matter we deal with the latency uh, the camera is only talking to Rio, it's not talking to the RCP. So, if we want to add gain to the camera, the RCP is going to send a single command, say, increase the gain by 3 dB. And then the Rio will just change that to whatever the camera is talking, so to the camera protocol. And so, if you need a lot of, uh, uh, let's say you need to change uh, 10 settings to be able to apply one. Uh, you can do that instantly. You don't have the latency that you might have between the RIO and the RCP. Uh, and here I'm talking about data latency. So the control latency you might have, uh, which is not 500 milliseconds to uh, to one or one or two seconds, uh, it's smaller than this. We're talking about 10 milliseconds to uh, to um, 100 milliseconds, I would say, in the worst case. Uh, but even though that sounds like I can deal with that, it doesn't matter if I have 10 or 100 milliseconds delay on my settings uh, it's not true uh there uh, some of the protocols will just give up uh after a it'll certain amount out. of latency
0: it'll, it'll time out like you said earlier if, if the camera can't talk to the rcp or the ccu it'll time out it'll fall apart so exactly the, you, were, you were telling me yesterday david that the, the rio actually is its own rcp or the rio is kind of emulating or spoofing the rcp um some of our other vendors do something similar like our wireless partner ab on air uh they they spoof the controller so the camera thinks the camera thinks the rcp is right there it thinks the rio is the rcp correct exactly yeah yeah so and that, that that's case, part of the magic
1: in that case all the 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 protocols that we support will still work over the rio because uh, again, the, what we send from the RCP to Rio is this: apply a 3 dB of gain, uh, or move to the right that pan head, or I mean the pan tilt head, or a PTZ camera, and then it doesn't matter which protocol we use on the other end; it will still work. Uh, we we are basically dealing with the the latency network on our side, so that it's completely independent of what. Uh, protocol the camera is using or or other kind of equipment we want to to switch a router uh, remotely we can do that Uh, we want to move a gimbal we uh, all those kind of things are basically built in the the system and and because the main software we developed in the RCP to control everything is the same running on the Rio uh, itself and so what can we have in between we can have a direct ethernet connection Uh, we can have Wi-Fi we can have uh, the internet uh, we can have cellular uh, 4G LTE. It doesn't matter, 2G might still work because the data bandwidth is very small compared to video. It's nothing. Uh, it's mainly the fact that today uh, that's 4G or something like this. In the future, we might have also some very, very low bandwidth uh, solutions to go over uh, RF modems, but that's definitely not uh, a short-term goal for us. It's mainly to, uh, to, to make the, the remote production kind of style uh, working remotely. And when we say control, everything that we control today will be available. And on the, the left side, I didn't talk much. I mean, we, we have no time for all that, but we support lenses. Uh, when I say lenses, an ENG does already do that. But let's say you take a digital cinema camera, like a Canon C200, and you put an ENG lens on that because you, uh, you need that for your kind of shots. Uh, the Canon camera is not going to uh, control it, uh, but the, the RIO. As two ports and we can control the camera with one port and the ENG lens with the second port or some people do put that on a on a drone or a, on a, a kind of a robotic system where they have a, a minicam and a eng because they need that big zoom range and in that case we support all that uh, again if you have a gimbal uh, we, we can control that as well uh, all over the the internet Typical applications, and that's where you're involved as well, with AV West is uh, doing remote production of sports, for example, where if you have multicamps, uh, that's definitely better when you can match them together.
0: Right, right. You, you can see there, David, in his slide, he's got a little USB uh, 4G modem. Um, we, we, The PGA has been using uh, the Scion view uh, uh, Rio and RCP. Um, one of the achilles heels of using a single modem you mentioned like jvc jvc has uh the ability to put a cellular modem on some of their cameras for video and control but the problem with a single modem is if you lose connection if that if you uh i believe we've been configuring these modems with the pga to at&t you hit an at&t dead spot uh you lose camera control so uh uh what we're going to show you in a little bit is vitovation Cyanview, and avi west our bonded cellular partner we've been we've integrated now where we can do a bonded data connection uh uh to connect the rio to the rcp through a bonded cellular uh, uh, uh data connection
1: uh, Indeed, I mean, perfectly right there. Uh, there are a lot of situations where that, that actually works fine, but if you're mobile and you, you move around, uh, I mean, sometimes losing control is not uh, the end of the world. Uh, in some productions, it, it actually is. Uh, I mean, they, they, they need that all the time. Uh, so it, it really depends on that. But, but the need right. to have bonding for data and actually to be able to use the same wire, I would say, as the video, path because if you lose video anyway you don't need control anymore uh so it makes a lot of sense
0: right 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 i mean there there, there are workflow issues when you when you're doing bonded cellular we're we're doing a lot of at-home production remy production where they just send the camera operators out and everything is produced back at master control but the video coming in will have anywhere from 800 milliseconds or eight tenths of a second and if if the cellular network is struggling up to three seconds, so the the camera operator will see an image on the screen, but it might be a second old. So they have to make so, uh, small adjustments uh, not to overshoot uh, 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 it's part of the workflow. You know there there's pluses and minuses of doing uh, at home production uh, over cellular. It might might introduce latencies in the video but you just have to be aware of it and, and adjust your workflow accordingly.
1: Yep. So you see here, I mean, uh, we, we can also not only handheld cameras, but uh, if you want to put a beauty shot or a mini cam on a pan on tilt head, this can be done as well. Uh, just to, um, to, to finish that part, this slide actually just splits that in two. Uh, on the left, it's exactly what we explained there. You have a camera operator uh, with this camera and a cellular device to send a video. You add our system and then that basically adds camera control. Uh, that's all you need. Now, there are some other kind of um, Remy-style productions, which uh, it's not only camera operators. They're shipping a uh, minimum amount of equipment, but it's still like a lightweight uh, full production. It can be a fly pack, uh, a minivan uh, with equipment there, uh, but you might not have all your operators on site. Uh, in that case, it might still be interesting to have control remotely because some of your crew, I mean, the, 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 the shading uh, might be done, uh, separate, I mean, uh, decently or the um, camera operation, uh, camera movements on PTZ. Uh, so what, what we are developing now is um, a fully distributed uh, solution that I explained earlier, is the fact that you can have a small production, a local production with an RCP, and uh, different venues with different small productions, and still be able to control that from a gallery, from a studio,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or again put a, some RCP at different places at home. Uh, you might have the RCP at one place, but the switcher, the video switcher, might be at another one where you're going to interface the tally signals and all that. Uh, so again, with that fully distributed uh, solution, uh, I, I would say we, we we don't know today any kind of the the workflows that we will not be able to support.
0: Well, you were telling me yesterday, uh, David, that it would be common that you need an RCP at the venue, uh, a technician who's setting up the cameras might want to do a rough uh, paint, adjust the blacks and the whites locally, and then hand off to the operator working remotely or working from home uh, or working at home or or, or back in the studio.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, let's say that you have multiple uh, video operators uh, doing the shading during the event, uh, but you don't want to to send all of them on site. Uh, In that case, you still, I mean, are going to have one RCP so that someone might, during the day, uh, shade all the cameras to put them in the right ballpark, make sure that everything's working. Uh, And then in that case, when the event is going to start, you can take the, the control remotely and have multiple operators uh, that would do the um, the shading of that event. You've seen, I mean, uh, the, the slide before, that that was the RIO and, and the, the, the couple of ports, but you can connect multiple cameras on RIO. Uh, we do support Tally whenever it's built in the camera. Uh, some ENG camcorders do support it, some don't, because actually camcorders was not necessarily uh, made to be a live camera. Right. It was made to, uh, to to be able to record, and so the, the, the you have a red LED, but it's actually a record light and not a tally light. So some of the times you can just not control it. Uh, in which case, uh, you just add a, a tally LED on the side on the second connector, and you put that in the viewfinder, and, and you still uh, still work. Uh, we have a picture there on, of the, the Sony FS5. Uh, we did manage to get tally working on that one, so the built-in tally works. But if you need a, an LED on the side, uh, you can do it. Uh, we have Tally on that, Panasonic PTZ here on some mini-cams. And to ingest Tally, that can be done from a, a dongle on the RCP, uh, or it can be done by the Neo that you see there. It's just a small Ethernet device. You plug it on the network, and uh, and then you, you uh, connect your um, 16 inputs. Or we are going to support more protocols like TSL and, and so on.
0: So you got and- GPIO, TSL, uh, switcher protocols, uh, th- all those protocols you can use for control and for tally, et cetera. Uh,
1: actually, just like everything, uh, we we keep developing things that are necessary. So whenever we come to a situation where we uh, we understand uh, how what, what's the best way to do to do that, that's where we were doing the development, and we we did quite a lot. I mean, view is not is quite well known in some uh, areas, but uh, we we have yet to start i mean working a lot on our, our marketing we basically uh worked a lot on the r d uh, developing all those functionalities uh, make sure that uh, people are happy with that uh, it's becoming major now so uh definitely uh, this is going to spread uh, um, and, and the further we go the better we understand various points i mean various workflows uh on Big productions, small productions remote productions and we are keeping added features so if we uh maybe just uh, to uh, do a, a last uh, demo i will just put that aside uh, i do have a sony camera here from a, a customer that's uh, landed that to uh to make the integration it's uh it's a sony camera i will uh, turn it on and uh, if you <clears throat> So I'm going to do the demo here. Normally, the network works, sometimes it drops, but uh, I have that 4G dongle uh, mm-hmm. with the SIM card inside. Uh, the, there is nothing else connected to that camera. So you, you see, I have just one one wire here. It's actually mm-hmm. taking power is the other way around. It's taking power from the camera, so the device is actually powered, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it's going to control the camera. So you just see, oh, well, I am a bit too late, but it booted. Uh, you have that icon in the middle uh, that says that it's actually connected to our uh, server on the Internet. So uh, what is our server? I see,
0: that. I see that. It's got the little router with the Wi-Fi, the wireless Exactly.
1: So icon. if we go back to the slides, we have a relay on the Internet. You don't need to do that. Uh, you can open ports, make a direct connection, have a tunnel like we're going to, uh, to explain with AV West. But if you just have an internet access, we have a relay, which means that you, uh, this is actually the case. Your CP uh, is connected on a switch on the internet. I did nothing. And then that one goes internet access through the 4G dongle and-
0: uh, And It it auto connects through through the cloud relay.
1: Exactly, it auto connects. I mean, that's been configured beforehand saying that this is my Rio and the RCP and the Rio should match together. Uh, But once this is done, it automatically connects uh, and so you see that uh, the, the big number is there. Uh, the camera is green uh, on both sides because the control uh, has been there. If I now uh, disconnect the internet connection, uh, I'm going to lose. Uh, we, we can uh, do that after when, when I will have the demo. I will turn off the camera. You will see that the green icon there goes, uh, goes away and so on. So uh, now this is my camera nine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My Sony camera here. The same applies i have the um, the green icon so you see the picture there is uh, is uh, blown out i have iris control on this camera and uh, the same way i did earlier with the configuration i'm going to check but uh, but i uh, do believe that it's still configured there i had the, the tally uh, on Yeah, I have the tally here configured on the second port of uh, Rio. So if I put my LED here on the second port, it might light up as well as the other ones. And I can use the, uh... so I did put the LED here on the the second port of the the Rio, and I can use the the RCP right now to just uh, emulate a tally, uh, turn that on. And you see that now I have the tally on the mm-hmm. the front of the camera here. Uh-huh. I have the tally on this LED. I have mm-hmm. the tally on the LED of the RIO unit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, you don't see, but in the viewfinder, it's on as well, I mean, on the camera. So, yeah. uh, tally, I have camera control, so you see uh, the, the iris is, uh, is changing. I didn't explain, but uh, whenever we have iris, the, 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 the mode button here is exposure because a lot of those mini cams don't have iris so whenever you change the exposure it's going to change the iris on this one if i take a marshall it's actually i have no iris so it's actually going to change the game but for me it's still exposure i can expose the, uh, the, the sony i can expose the marshall uh, i don't have to switch between iris and game uh, and also um, we have some requests of people um, asking for a joystick, on uh, an Iris joystick. And the Iris joystick makes a lot of sense if we have one RCP for one camera. And we're working on something like this, but whenever you have multiple cameras on one RCP then the joystick doesn't work anymore, you're not going to open and then, because it's getting dark, you need to open all cameras, you're going to open and go to the second and then you're at the end. Uh, While here, it's so actually easy to keep your hand on that and switch cameras and put a bit more gain there, put a bit, uh, open that one and so on it doesn't need an iris it's very efficient that way you have your black control your exposure uh for for this kind of cameras it's uh, that's it definitely actually faster doing that yeah. as i said it makes sense to use uh that Will make sense to use a joystick when you will have four rcp and you put your two hands and you try to shade four cameras uh at the same time uh, simultaneously but when you're going I- to do them one by one this solution is actually very very uh, working very well
0: i i'm not good enough to shade multiple cameras at the same time i i at saddleback i have a multi viewer uh above me uh i cycle through the the camera feeds to check them individually i switch or i see on the multi viewer or the director will tell me uh, uh <laughs> four, camera four is overexposed i'm convinced the director always wants a camera that i'm not ready with the, the one that's overexposed is the one he always wants
1: i know Uh, the feeling yeah uh we we actually uh have a feature that we we thought about uh that would be to uh to have a kind of tracking automatically tracking on your cp uh the camera that would be on preview for example or you could have a button or turn that on and off so that you if you press on preview here because i don't need my preview button here that would automatically call the camera which is on preview uh oh
0: i would like I would like that so so i don't i don't need to tr- you, so what i would do i would manually track what's on preview check that first but you know I, i'm also list the directors right next to me but i'm listening to on the com he will be like yeah, yeah. you know ready two okay shoot he's going to go to two let me check that wait <laughs> ready three wait i thought he was going to do two ready three. no ready four and then, and then all of a sudden going to two what what, what, what you were on f- Two, three, four. you know so you know you get used to your director how quickly they 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 call their shots but
1: you know so. <laughs> no i mean definitely so um that, that's uh i i think that's it i mean uh, we, we have no latency here on the video i mean you have uh for the the, the webinar but uh but as i right. said if you have latency and uh it's difficult to do some very uh small adjustments Uh, Or if you have multiple cameras that actually don't match because they are not the same, having a VP4 there on on the same um, setup uh, might make sense because in that case, whatever is missing in the camera, you can still have it. And for your fine adjustments, you could decide to do that in post. No, there is one point, and uh, maybe you're going to uh, to expand that, um, talking a bit about AV-WEST, but we worked with, with AV-WEST to make sure that, uh, that our solution would go through their data tunnel, uh, and uh, and so the way it works is that you have the RCP on that side, instead of having an internet connection, the AV-WEST system is acting like a gateway and will route all packets from one side to the other. And, uh, and in that case, we can reach uh, a camera, we can reach a radio unit uh, to control uh, multiple cameras on, on the other end. Uh, I mean, more and more of those systems not only have one feed, but they might have four feeds. So, it's possible that you might have a small wired local connection uh, production with four cameras, and you just need one radio on that side to control the four cameras. Um, and I have the one and two here. Usually we're going to use the RIO, that means that the RCP is going to talk to RIO, which is going to convert then to the protocol used by a, a serial camera or an IP camera. Uh, this is the, the, the way that we can make sure that it works. But sometimes, uh, depending on the latency, depending on the camera, uh, if you have an IP camera, it might directly work from the RCP to the camera. And, and it works. It works at various... Uh, degrees of quality i would say uh, you still get can get control uh, it will become steppy let's say instead of having like a hundred different values of rates per second uh, you will end up with maybe 10 or 2. Uh, in that case you will have big jumps when the latency increased some cameras will stop working some uh, will just drop and come back uh, a lot of things happens but some might just work and in that case you don't even need the Rio. if you have a data breach you can directly uh, talk to a, to a camera. Uh, but when you never know how the latency is going to evolve, if you start at 12 milliseconds, but suddenly it ends up 60 and it doesn't work anymore. Uh, having your reorder, it's a way to make sure that it's not affected by the latency at all. It, you might have 500 milliseconds latency and it still works.
0: So, so the, the Abbey West uh, data bridge or data tunnel, what it, what it does is it, it establishes a connection from the studio side to the field you can configure it so they're on the same subnet, so that that assets in the field appear on the network in the studio like they're on the same LAN. Or we can do different subnets, and and sometimes that makes sense. You might want, um, um, you know, cameras in different areas and the remote site on different subnets. So let me let me um let me take control. Indeed. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, okay bear with me that should be it do you guys do you see no yep you see the screen okay good so uh we're we're the master distributor for uh, a very popular bonded cellular brand avi west um it's uh um David's neighbor in France. Um, so uh, uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, at-home production, uh, REMI production, whatever uh, an acronym you use for it. Uh, uh, we've presented a lot of uh, uh, user case studies with Sports Video Group. Uh, we've, we're working very closely with the PGA, uh, Vitovation, Avi West, and Cyanview. We've been working uh, uh, closely with the PGA. Uh, We've done uh, uh, projects with Turner Sports. Uh, I like to say Vitovation was uh, instrumental in creating a new category of uh, live reality TV, uh, particularly shot uh, Remy-style at-home production, um, uh, live rescue, live PD. Uh, Live PD, we're hoping, will come back uh, soon. So, uh, uh, live sports, live news, live entertainment, but particularly multi-camera. Bonded Cellular was really made to to, uh, shoot a news event, shoot a reporter on a courthouse steps with one camera. Um, Shading becomes less of a problem when you're only dealing with one camera or you put the camera on auto. Uh, Where Avi West really differentiates is for multi-camera production. And uh, uh, what makes Avi West special is with their SST Safe Streams transport, they're able to maintain frame accurate gen lock across dozens of cameras, not two cameras, four cameras. Uh, we have some productions that are using as many as 40 or 50 cameras and they all are in perfect uh, gen lock and frame accurate and lip sync with each other. So i've spoken about this before but why do we want to do an at-home production or a Remy production well particularly with before covid uh it was a good idea to save money you didn't have to send your skilled workers your video engineers your operators uh, uh put them on planes pay for food pay for travel you need fewer people now with covid and social distancing you may not be allowed to have more than a certain number of people uh uh on the course, or in the production, or in the truck, so it saves on personnel, saves on time, and uh, most of our customers—I don't know how it is in Belgium, uh, uh, David—but most of our customers here in the U.S. saving money is, is, is a big incentive. So here's some—I uh, uh, I know we're, we're going on uh, uh, more than 90 minutes here, so I'll make this quick. Uh, you know, here are some of the some of the architectures where. Uh, We bring all the video feeds, all the ISO camera feeds back to master control. Uh, There's topologies where they'll switch the show with a smaller truck on site and then send the the switched uh, production back to master control. They could be shading the cameras locally or remotely. Many of our customers are doing a hybrid approach where they don't send everyone on site. Maybe they send uh, half the crew. Uh, instead of sending three trucks, they send one smaller truck. Um, um, you know, we leave it up to you, the, the customers, the production people, to, to, to figure out the, the topology, the configuration that works for you. Uh, we, we work with many customers that don't have a control room. We we do the whole production in the cloud. Uh, the show is switched in the cloud. We use a, a cloud production tools. So whatever the configuration, we can help you. And this is the magic sauce of, of Avi West, this SST, the Safe Streams Transport. Uh, it, 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 it bonds or aggregates the networks together uh, up to 11 or 12 connections, uh, eight cellular, two LAN, multiple Wi-Fi, uh, does ARQ or packet retransmission, uh, a high quality forward error correction, uh load balancing etc you can even prioritize a network connection so if somebody gives you a free internet connection uh but you don't trust it you can set that as high priority because it's free and the cellular as low priority because you're paying for that and the unit will it's never a good idea to turn off your cellular modems because if you need them they won't spin up fast enough it might take 30 or 60 seconds or an operator has to be there to turn them on so we prefer you put them on low latency and then uh, they'll, they'll kick in if the primary connection should fail. Uh, here's, the, here's the slide. We, we talked about this in some of David's slides that the Abbey West Stream Hub or their receiver acts as the gateway. Not only to receive the video, but to route the control packets with the Scion View system to route it uh, uh, out to the uh, uh, assets out in the field. So you can see here PTZ cameras uh, in the field. Avi West has their pro series. Those mount on the camera. Avi West was the first bonded cellular provider to put the unit on the camera. Um, they didn't invent that idea. I, I, I think the microwave industry uh, 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 coined, uh, was the first to do that, putting a, a transmitter between the camera and the battery. So Avi West was the first to do that. They have rack mounted options to go in your truck or in your master control. And then they have a nice small uh, air, which you can put uh, on your belt with a clip or in a a small little shoulder bag. Um, Here's kind of close up how to hook up the unit. So if you're using the data bridge uh, functionality to to say do camera control with with David's product, you got the blue ethernet connection, Uh, Your video would go over HDMI or SDI, and all of this can be transported at the same time. So we can go live HDMI or live SDI video concurrently uh, with the data bridge and camera control and intercom. So we can do all of this, all these functions uh, uh, simultaneously. This is just a quick slide on how to turn it on. You hit the little cloud, you turn it on, you see your data rate. Um, you can see uh, in the unit, there's icons to show you that you have the the data bridge or the cloud connection enabled. Uh, this slide shows a typical configuration. So the Scion view gear, the controller would be here on the right on the studio side, and you can see in this case, it's on subnet ten. Uh, um, then the assets in the field we actually have on three different subnets, uh, uh, a, B, and C. And you can see Subnet one, Subnet 2, and Subnet 3. And the traffic it gets routed through the Stream Hub. The Stream Hub is used as a gateway to route the traffic. And the Avi West technology and the Cyanview technology work very well. And, and Vitovation is representing both Avi West and CyanView here in the US. So we can help you with your configurations. Uh, we we, you know, we have uh, David and his team. At Scion View as backup tech support. Uh, we have 24 7 support from Vidovation and from Abbey West uh, to make all these things work. Uh, you can see here on the StreamHub side, see the little cloud icon that tells you you have a cloud uh, connection. Uh, one common question is well, if I do the data bridge and camera control, will that impede my video transmission? Well, the, the Abbey West does give the video connection priority uh, but it does allow a couple of hundred I believe 300 uh, uh, kilobits per second minimum throughput for control which in most cases is enough uh, but because we don't want to steal too much bandwidth from the video the video is is our is our main priority um, and you just this is just some more slides of, of showing you uh, what what you can see in the uh, in the, um, uh, well, I think what this slide is showing that if you turn the video off, you get a fatter pipe. Uh, More of the data connection will, more of the available bit rate or all of the available bit rate will go towards the data bridge. Um, um, But then when you turn the live video on, uh, that gets priority. Uh, Here's another drawing showing, I I guess for for simplicity of configuration, uh, David, maybe you could speak to this uh, using the RCP with the scion view gateway instead of using uh, Abbey West Stream Hub as the gateway. Is It's just an alternate configuration, or is there a reason why you might want to do that?
1: No, no. I mean, the the gateway is one of the the, the possibilities, but it's not a gateway in in an IP way. Uh, I think that this slide should be revised because normally it should be the Rio on the left, and the gateway is completely optional. Uh, The gateway has been uh, developed at first when we needed really uh, a lot of uh, cameras on a single production. I would say here for remote production, when you're talking about four to eight cameras, you don't really need a gateway today. Uh, The gateway is a way also to rack um, that in a truck and have multiple RCP for multiple operators. In that case, th- that is really the, the, the gateway today, is to have uh, a multiple operator, multi-operator workflow, when you might have multiple operators share, sharing the same cameras and so on. In that case, it's another layer we didn't talk about of, uh, of complexity sharing. Uh, I would say in a simple diagram like this, you don't need a gateway. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the RCP is going to use the AVOS system as, uh, as the IP gateway to reach the, the Rio on the other end.
0: I'll, I'll get Ronan and Samuel to correct this slide. So yeah, on the left, as you say, the CIO is just serial, the IP com, uh, a converter, but it doesn't have the, the intelligence to go through an unmanaged network like cellular or the internet. So as you said, David, okay. that should be a Rio there on the left. And the, the gateway is is really more of an option uh, for a more complicated uh, configuration. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so uh, uh, this is some of the benefits. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we've done uh, numerous at-home productions here in the U.S., Turner Sports Rider, Championship Leagues, PGA. Uh, we've done some live productions with a Fox, Discovery, Live Rescue, Live PD, First Responders Live. Uh, here's some more customers we've worked with. And then this is just a, 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 a small sampling. Uh, NBC, NBC Sports, Golf Channel, Sky Sports, uh, Golf TV, Golf Pass, uh, PGA, uh, and Twitter. I should say also, uh, the Abbey West Technology uh, has won multiple Emmy Awards. I got the little Emmy there at the bottom right. Um, uh, we got to work on getting you an Emmy, uh, David. Your, your technology is definitely uh, Emmy, Emmy-worthy. Uh, I know some people. I I, I, I got some Maybe friends. Maybe one we'll see. Um, here's, a, here's a closer look of the units. So you see here, uh, top left, uh, traditionally, Abbey West has always mounted their units on the camera. So if you're using a larger camera that uses an Anton Bauer or V-Lock uh, battery, you can mount it on the camera. And then below that, uh, you can put it into a compact uh, little backpack. Uh, if you're using a camera that does not uh, uh, have a, an external battery um, and then the the pro 3 then on the on the right we have the air and there's a little pouch that it goes in you can wear that over your shoulder or some customers uh, similar to mounting the scion view on the camera uh, you can mount them together on the camera the air has a quarter-twenty mount to put it on a, on a shoe uh, accessory shoe uh, on the camera so Uh, Let me uh, just jump ahead. Uh, Another uh, key feature of the Abbey West Tech that the PGA and others, Live PD, have found very useful is analog inputs. So like camera control being very important and and there's some shortcomings out there that CyanView helps. um, I think of myself more of a video guy, but you can't do video without audio. And uh, with Live PD and PGA, having analog audio inputs on the bonded cellular uh, opened up some great possibilities that they could use a shotgun mic on the camera, but then have lapel mics on the talent, uh, uh, on the commentator that are then fed into these analog audio inputs uh, to give us better uh, better audio options. So here's a little bit about Vitovation. Um, we, we encourage you to reach out to our team uh, we offer many professional services, including consulting, design and engineering, systems integration, project management, warranty and support. Uh, here are some of the customers we've worked with. Uh, we represent a lot of great brands like Cyanview, like Avi West, AB on Air for Microwave, et cetera. So we'd love to hear from you folks. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with David, uh, reach out to the Vitovation team. If you have any questions or comments uh i think we have I, I actually have a conference call at noon david but we have a few minutes uh um, okay uh we can I, i'll check the chat in a second to see if there's any questions but uh you can reach me personally at jimj at vidovation.com or call Vidovation uh, at 949-777-5435 we would love to hear from you uh let me just uh take a look see if there's any questions I think we covered everything. Well, thank you so much, David. Thank you for being with us today. It was truly an honor to have you. Uh, we may have to take this uh, video and divide it up into maybe two parts because we <laughs> went maybe about two hours, but uh, I thank you for the the great content and the great knowledge you've laid on us today. Uh, uh, have a good night and thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> take care. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.